Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for January the 11th in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide. And absolutely, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. And they are the peaceful solution we have at our fingertips today. That is the checks and balances. we got to use them, folks. Welcome to the broadcast. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. We'd like to welcome the LovingLiberty.net crew and all their affiliates and all the people that are involved in listening to LovingLiberty.net. Same with our folks over at BrideonRadio.com. They're joining the broadcast. We really appreciate Brideon and all that they do and the listeners. And by the way, today is a super fantastic Tuesday, and that means that Brideon TV the Sheriff Mack Show and Liberty Roundtable Live's second hour will be a simulcast. It'll be Sam Bushman of the Good Sheriff co-hosting the broadcast together. And we're going to be talking about devolution. We're going to be talking about QAnon. We're going to be talking about these grand juries everybody and their dog puts together. Uh, and we're going to debunk it all. We'll get into it as the broadcast unfolds. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to make sure that you don't shoot the messenger on this. I know a lot of people are going to be against us about this because a lot of people believe in a lot of these, uh, you know, grand juries just, you know, indicting everybody. Larry Clayman and some of these people are on this idea. We had all kinds of quotes, supposed judges thinking they can just put together groups and do whatever they want to do, and it all has legitimacy, and I'm telling you, it doesn't, and we're going to debunk it. It isn't true. Don't fall for the lie. Uh, what it's really doing, ladies and gentlemen, in my humble opinion, is undermining real solutions. That's just my opinion to which I'm entitled. And the second I bring this up, what they're going to do is they're going to say, see, Sam, you are a conspiracy guy. Um, you're, a, you're, a, you're a guy that is an insider. You're somehow really working for, do you work for the FBI or the CIA or the deep state somehow? Not even maybe, ladies and gentlemen. That's a big lie. Don't be deceived into that either. Just because I don't go with every new idea brought to the table by patriots, and I think some of them are very harmful indeed, that doesn't mean that I work for the enemy, that I'm part of the deep state or whatever else. I've been around this movement longer than most people ever. I've been around it for 25-plus years live syndicated radio, 30-plus years or more I've been around it working on it. And I don't believe in a lot of the sovereignty movement. I don't believe in a lot of the QAnon stuff. I don't believe a lot in the de-evolution stuff. I don't believe in a lot of this stuff. And, and I'll explain why next hour with the good Sheriff Richard Mack on the simulcast. But for now, let's do a recap of yesterday's, wow, incredible show. Of course, first guest was Lowell Nelson every Monday. He's with us, campaignforliberty.org, ronpaulinstitute.org. We talked about Secure the Vote Act of 2022. It's an initiative petition, and we gave a progress report of what's happening in the Olympic state of Utah, securevoteutah.org. And uh, you need to get an update of what's going on in your state with really, um, you know, the debate's on. 
All the government, the officials, the courts, everybody says there was no vote fraud, but I'm convinced a thousand percent there was incredible vote fraud. And it wasn't just this last election that's been going on for elections for years in America. It's a tragedy. But you know what? Whether you agree with election fraud that it really happened or whether you think it's debunked that it didn't happen doesn't really matter. Here's what really matters. No matter what side of the coin you're on on that, we got to go back to paper ballots. we got to go back to precincts where the smallest local denomination in government is represented, where you can literally watch the votes be counted and say, you know what? Yeah, they're saying 100 votes for this person and 90 votes for that person, and I saw it with my own eyes. I'm confident that that's accurate, and we literally dial in the results manually to the county and then the county to the state or whatever it be because then you know the numbers are accurate. As you see the state's website or whatever else, they post the numbers. You see, hey, in my county, in my precinct, here's what the numbers were. Yes, that matches what I literally saw. Yes, under the penalty of perjury, we document that's the case. Yes, we got our numbers to the precinct leaders literally within hours of the vote. Yes, it's transparent in reality. Okay, whether you're for or against believing there was vote fraud, we all need to move back to this trust system that we can all have confidence in. Right now, we've got incredible expenses of voting machines that are inaccurate. There's mistrust everywhere. Paper in, or I'm sorry, mail-in uh, ballots are literally tainting the system. All these things bring up questions of custody of ballots, uh, bring up accuracy and questions in voting. No one knows the real numbers. Nobody has the ability to verify. Literally, it took almost a year for Arizona to have a third party supposedly verify. When they get done, everybody questions whether the ninjas did a good job or not. They file a 93-plus page report literally a year later, and we're supposed to believe that report. So I don't have any confidence in any of that. If we go back to the precinct level, paper ballots, uh, confirming the vote, vote watchers, vote counters under the penalty of perjury, you, you could get this solved so easy. That's what they're advocating for. And that's what we need to see all across the country uh, in every single precinct, ladies and gentlemen. There's over 2,000 precincts in Utah alone. So there's thousands of them across the country, probably 130,000 precincts maybe. I don't even have an exact number. But I'm telling you that precinct by precinct ought to be the way we go. Paper ballots, accountability. But I don't really see a whole lot of uh, us really pushing for this. Therefore, I don't really see a lot of change. It's one of the problems in America. We want change. The very few of us patriots that are really frustrated just want to advocate for change. But because we don't have the numbers of Americans who agree with us or who are willing to stand up with us, we can't get anything done. There are more of us than there are of them, folks, but you've got to be engaged. And we played an incredible new rap song. It's called More of Us. Matt Brevner wrote the, the song. It's a great song. And it highlights two fundamental principles. You've got to turn off the mainstream news. All right? Now, it's okay to pay attention to them for a couple of minutes at a time to keep an eye on the ball of what they're doing. But day in and day out, you can't get your information from the mainstream press. If you say, Sam, I spend a couple of minutes a day on it to keep an eye on the enemy. Okay, I get it. Beyond that, though, I'm telling you, you're being propagandized like nobody's business. Well, anyway, in this incredible rap song, Matt Brevner, he's a Canadian musician, does a great job highlighting you got to turn off the news. And you got to remember that there are more of us than there are of them. And we can stop them and we can make a difference, but we got to stand together for the truth. We talked about Omicron, and they got a new term. You know, they always used to make fun of us being the birthers when it comes to the fake birth certificate of Barack Hussein, right? 
uh, they mock us saying, oh, you guys are the, you're the uh, truthers when it comes to mocking us when we claim that 9-11 was a fraud, right? Well, now we got a name for them for a change. They're the lockdowners. <laughs> On the con headline, the lockdowners, last stand, writes Ran, or Ron Paul, campaignforliberty.org. Ron Paul doing a great job. The lockdowners last stand. And the point is the vaccine is not working to prevent infection or transmission of the virus. Cases, believe it or not, are raging in states with the highest vaccine levels. And the experts? Oh, all they do is continue to maintain the only thing we can do is have more vaccines. That's the only answer they claim, right? But people, more and more and more people are realizing that doesn't make any sense, right? There you have it. Taking back our liberty in 2022 is an incredible article by Ron Paul. We have got to realize you got to turn off the news, the mainstream news. you got to realize there's more of us than there are of them, and we need to peacefully demand accountability by bureaucrats. All right, what is to be done to defeat tyranny in 2022? We must continue to tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth. The truth is winning, and the liars are losing, writes Ron Paul. One by one, their lies are being exposed. Amen to that reality check. Life insurance companies are now seeing 93,000 excess U.S. deaths every month. The truthaboutvaccines.com chronicles this reality. And One America, that's an insurance company CEO, guy by the name of Scott Davison, he says deaths are up. 40% among working age people. What is different now than before COVID? The answer is the virus and the vaccine. But remember, the year of the virus was 2020. It ran rampant. We had no solution. They claimed in 2021 the vaccine would be the solution. Boy, howdy, how they were wrong. Yeah, so the year of the vaccine was 2021. But ladies and gentlemen, there's more deaths. They want you to believe that, well, it's just out of control and the virus keeps changing. That might be true, but they're the ones that told us that all we got to do is lock down for 12 to 14 days. It would flatten the curve. Then they said, oh, my gosh, the only answer is the vaccine. Now they're saying the vaccine's not even working. Well, they claim it works, and that's what you got to do. It just doesn't work very well. Uh, they have all kinds of talking out of both sides of their mouth lies. The scientific world is upended and confused. And they say, well, it's really hard, Sam. The science keeps changing. It's moving. You know, science, it's evolving, Sam. And I say, that's fine for the science to evolve. But then why did you tell me you knew that 12 to 14 days would flatten the curve? You got to do it. Lock me in my house. You're the one that told me that vaccines would save the day. So if, I, if science is changing and moving, that's fine. But don't claim you know and change my life to negative. Lock me down. Force a vaccine on me. Don't you do those things if you don't really know. If it's changing, because what you do is you act like, you know, and if I question you, you say you're not a scientist. Believe in the scientists and the physicians, the experts. And then when I prove you don't know later, you go, yeah, Sam, but the science is evolving. I got it. The science is evolving. So quit pretending, you know, this is all happening, ladies and gentlemen, for a serious reason. And it isn't to try to keep us safe and healthy. We'll talk about it on your radio. 
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so all I'm telling you is the big lie is that they think they know. They act like they know, and they use their science, and they use their physician status as, quote, professionals to pretend we don't know and that we're clueless. And the sad part is over and over and over and over and over. Can I be obnoxious? Can you be saying over and over and over and over? Yeah, because that's the truth. It's obnoxious. I agree. But they've locked me down. They've changed my life. They've caused inflation to go ballistic. They've, everything is all because of the COVID. It doesn't matter what goes wrong in society. Now you go, oh, it's because of the cow cow. And then somebody else, I, I, I said to this to them, I said, well, you know why that is? And they go, why? Because they know what I'm going to say, right? I said, it's because of the COVID. And they go, oh, actually, this one's not. And then they start talking a little bit. And then they talk themselves right into going, well, I guess it is because of the COVID. And then they started to explain how. Oh, because this is this and this and this and this. And, well, it's because of the COVID because we, and, and so they went back and they circled around and it was because of the COVID. They had to admit it. So this is the problem. You know, the scientist said to you, Sam, or said to me and you, you know, guys, look, uh, the science is evolving so quickly we don't know. Then I would have a little bit of respect. But when they act like they know, when they mandate, 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 lockdown, 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 use their quote, we're the experts, we know, listen to us, shut up, you don't know stuff. It gets old when we're right and they're wrong over and over and over and over. And their whole dishonest narrative is unwinding. All right. I'm convinced this is all happening because the COVID vaccines are really depopulation bioweapons. Let me say that again. The COVID vaccines and the COVID virus both 
are really depopulation bioweapons, ladies and gentlemen. You are literally living through a global holocaust disguised as a vaccine campaign, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to me carefully. The needle, the jab, is the weapon delivery system. And the mRNA weapons or virus or vaccine or whatever you want to call it are the mRNA payloads, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, that's why it's going on. And so whenever they tell you something, you know what? Nine times out of ten, you can say that it's not true. Okay, here's the facts. Ready? Natural immunity is superior to vaccine immunity. Joseph McCullough, the Epic Times, doubles down on this fact. But see, no one's listening to Joseph McCullough. They tell you that he's a whack and that he doesn't know. Any doctor that literally speaks out and tries to tell you the truth is shut down. That's how you know. They won't have a debate. They won't have an open discussion. They won't let the truth go head-to-head with their lies because they know their lies will be debunked and exposed. Let me give you an example. They say the reason natural immunity is superior to vaccine-induced immunity is because viruses contain five different proteins. Now, there might be more, but they know of five, right? The COVID vaccine induces antibodies against only one of them, right? So five proteins are in the virus. The vaccine only creates immunity to one of them. That's the spike protein. The rest of them, natural immunity handles, but the vaccine immunity does not. Not only that, there's no T-cell immunity in the vaccinated immunity, but there is in natural immunity. All right, when you're infected with the whole virus, ladies and gentlemen, you develop what are called antibodies against all parts of the virus. Plus, you get memory T cells. This also means natural immunity offers better protection against variants as it recognizes several parts of the virus. And so if there are significant alternations in the virus or to the spike protein, As with the Delta variant, for instance, vaccine-induced immunity can be evaded. The Delta variant, we saw it. The Omicron variant, we saw it. But not so with natural immunity because the other proteins are still recognized by the natural immunity and then attacked. Now, this is what Dr. McCullough is explaining to all of us. But see, he doesn't even get the chance to explain it because the dishonest thugs are dismissing everything that he says. But we know for a fact that he's right. How do we know for a fact that he's right? Well, (laughs) I'll give you the answer coming up. All right? Remember that little spot here in the broadcast. Uh, It's 24 minutes into the broadcast. Uh, If you look at the start of the hour, it's 19 minutes in. If you look at the really start of the show... All right. Remember this marker, because I'm going to circle back to that question. How do we know that the body develops better natural immunity than the vaccines? I'll tell you how we know. And it'll be very scientific, so be ready, okay? In the meantime, second hour, we had our guest on, Dr. Scott Bradley. His lifelong goal to preserve the nation. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com. To preserve the nation is his collegiate book and lecture series. Available now. 
Anyway, women are now, believe it or not, hiding jabs in case it affects fertility on dating sites. So we told you in the beginning that these vaccines affected fertility. And the scientists, the people who knew, lied and said, no, come on, you're a conspiracy wacko. It isn't true. Now they're admitting that it messes with a female's cycle. And now women are so paranoid that have taken the vaccines, they don't want to go on a dating site and say, hey, um, I'm vaccinated because they know that it might affect fertility. And they're admitting that now. Uh, And so now these women on these dating sites are going, I don't want to tell the boy that I might not be able to have children. He might not want to date me. See what a dishonest, satanic quandary we're in now? God Almighty says, multiply and replenish the earth. There's room enough to spare. Have children, says God. Man says, nah, the population is too crowded, don't have kids. Now the vaccines and the virus affecting fertility. And the government going, no, it's not. Now they're saying, uh, um, well, yeah, it does, but not very much. Okay. You people who know lied again or pretended you knew when you didn't. Doesn't matter which. You lied and you got caught, and the truth shall make us free. That's why Ron Paul says you got to tell the truth. You got to tell the truth. You got to tell the truth. And their lies are going to expose one at a time. You're dang right they are. Aaron Rodgers standing up in the NFL ready to protest big time. The NFL's bogus, dishonest COVID-19 policies. Right? They're all taking ivermectin and pretending they're not, says Aaron Rodgers. They are, and they're lying and covering it up. Anyway, he might refuse to play in the Super Bowl, ladies and gentlemen. He's told his backup, Jordan Love, to be ready to roll. Well, amen to Aaron Rodgers for telling the truth. I wish we had a few more truth tellers in the mix, huh? Rodgers literally shares what I call blunt and refreshing comments about authenticity. Listen to me. Here's what he says. If science can't be questioned, it's not science anymore. It's propaganda, and that's the truth. Amen to Aaron. That is the truth, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why I'm so against these um, anti-truth tellers, because they're lying. They say, go to us. We're the experts. We know. Shut up. You don't know. How dare you? And then it turns out they're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. They're wrong. And whether they lied on purpose or whether they just got duped, I don't know. Either way, it doesn't matter. Right? I told you about Dr. McCullough telling you natural immunity is way better than vaccinated immunity. And he explained scientifically why. Let's have that debate. Think twice before you vaccinate your kids. Dr. Robert Malone, one of the inventors of the mRNA technology, warns parents on COVID-19 shots. Don't do it, he says. Anyway, we talked about 2170 or 20. 71 years ago, 2,071 years ago, Julius Caesar, that was yesterday, crossed the Rubicon. Have we crossed the vaccine Rubicon? Are we past the point of no return? And I fear the answer is yes, because we've literally vaccinated over two-thirds of the American population now with an experimental vaccine. And you say to me, no, Sam, the approved vaccine's out. Buddy, Pfizer got that done months ago. Liar. Dishonest liar. Yes, they did supposedly approve a different kind of vaccine or a different name. You can say it's the same thing and pretend all you want, but the fact is that vaccine is not available for anybody to take. Oh, yeah, prove it, Sam. Well, you proved to me that you've got the approved vaccine. You get me, listen carefully, you get me the, what do they call that, the documentation sheet, the insert that goes with the vaccine, 
and you show me that it says the name of the approved vaccine on it. Well, no, Sam, it doesn't say the same name, but it's the same thing. No, it isn't. Don't lie to me again. Stop. It isn't true. If it's the same thing, then why not give me the real one? Everybody I talk to, pharmacist after pharmacist all across the country, tells me they don't have the real thing. They don't have the approved version. It's not available to anybody. you got to ask yourself why. And we, a- we have answered that already on the radio many times. It's because of liability reasons. It is not the same thing at all. Liberty Roundtable Live. I am Sam Bushman. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky said the agency will release the distinction between those who died from COVID and those who died with COVID. She was recently asked the question and had no answer. More than 800,000 deaths linked to COVID died from the virus or other comorbidities. North Korea fired a suspected ballistic missile into the eastern sea on Tuesday. The detection comes less than a week after Pyongyang fired what it claimed to be a hypersonic missile. Russia and the United States discuss Ukraine frictions and European security talks in Geneva with no signs the two sides had narrowed their differences. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby. Forced posture by the Russians uh, in the border areas around Ukraine. If the Russians are serious about de-escalating, they can start by uh, by starting to remove some of those troops from de- decreasing some of that, that forced posture. For more information, visit us online at usaradio.com. USA Radio News. You know, if you feel like you're stuck with a health care plan that isn't affordable or you simply don't like it, right now is a great time to switch to MediShare. The typical family saves $500 or more per month with MediShare, and what's more, they like it. MediShare has double the customer satisfaction rate when compared to health insurance. Double. You get access to a massive network of providers and 24-7 telehealth. And MediShare is the most trusted name in healthcare sharing. It's been around for more than 25 years, and it's more than just affordable health care, too. You get to be part of a community of Christians who pray for each other and support each other. But here's why now is the time to make the switch. Join before January 15th, and they'll waive your new member fee. So you'll save another $170 right off the bat. Call now. You'll get a price within two minutes. And again, the deadline is January 15th, so you can save even more. Call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE. 833-34-BIBLE. As many experts claim the lockdowns are hurting our children's mental health, a proposal for Chicago public schools to resume in-person classes Wednesday has been approved by the Chicago Teachers Union House of Delegates. That followed a lot of bickering during the week-long standoff. The CDC has placed our neighbor to the north in a really bad category for American travelers. If you're thinking of making a trip across the country's northern border, the CDC wants you to think again. The health agency moving Canada to the highest risk category for COVID-19. The U.S.'s northern neighbors have seen nearly 300,000 new COVID-19 cases in the week ending January 8th, a new record for the pandemic. Other countries that remain in the CDC's high risk category for COVID-19 transmission include France, Portugal, Ireland, Spain, Italy, and the UK. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. 
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I got a bunch of news stories now today. A lot of that was recap of yesterday and previous shows, but it's important to set the context. The scientists lie and act like they know. And then when you prove them wrong, they say, well, Sam, the science is evolving so quickly. It's a moving target. How could we have known? Well, I don't know. You're the one that said that you knew. You're the one that said that we didn't know. You're the one that used your, quote, certifications or expertise or whatever you want to say against us as if you knew. And I'm okay if you say the science is evolving and changing and we don't know. You better start using a whole lot more of that before you lock me down, before you literally ruin my life for two years and 90% of it turns out to be a flat-out dishonest lie. Okay, or you trusted so much in your own knowledge that you thought you knew and you didn't, and it wasn't a lie, you were genuine. But see, I always turn to God rather than man for my answers. That's why when you say there's too many people on the planet, by golly, I say you're wrong. God says multiply and replenish the earth. But everything man is doing is rejecting that. China, other communist, satanic, tyrannical countries have done that so much now that where they're reversing their policies because they don't have any kids. All these men don't have any women to marry. They can't form families because they murdered all the girls. They murdered all the babies. It's insanity, ladies and gentlemen. Thou shalt not kill, says God. Multiply and replenish the earth, says God. And that has never been rescinded. Write that down and remember who told you. Okay, the truth shall set us free, ladies and gentlemen. Well, here's some headlines now from the latest to prove my point. You ready? CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, the overwhelming number of deaths, over 75% occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities. Wow. Over 75% of the deaths occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities, right? Really, she says, these are people who were unwell to begin with. Now, that's the truth. And we told you this. For two years we've been telling you this. Hey, it's the very elderly. It's people who are sick anyway. If you're not sick anyway, the likelihood of you dying from the COVID is almost nil. And I'm not dismissing these people's lives that have had comorbidities or that are ill. I'm not in any way dismissing the value of life for them. But here's what I am saying. Scientifically speaking, can you justify an experimental vaccine? Can you justify locking down society to the point of ruining the economy? creating booms and busts and manipulations and cycles? Uh, Can you really justify social distancing? And the answer is you can't because the dying of those who literally are already ill, I don't know that you can say that locking down healthy people, locking down people that aren't at significant risk is going to help at all, right? Right? What is a comorbidity, you may ask, just so you understand? It's this, it's the, they call it this, 
the extent to which two pathological conditions occur together in a given population or person, right? So comorbidities are just other illnesses, right? It's when a person has two or more health conditions at the same time or if one condition occurs right after the other, this is known as comorbidity. Now, conditions described as comorbidities are often chronic long-term conditions, such as diabetes and high blood pressure would be a great example. All right, now. So now Michelle Walensky, literally two years after locking down all of society, after running around telling you that everybody's dying from the COVID, we've got over well over 800,000 deaths due to COVID. After running around and just peddling fear, the porn of fear for literally two years, CDC Director Michelle Walensky literally says the overwhelming number of deaths, over 75%, occurred in people who had at least four comorbidities. These are people that were really sick before, she says. So let me get this straight. If 75% of the deaths, 600,000 out of 800,000 or more, are because people had four comorbidities or more, all right? At least four comorbidities. So you might have more than four. But think about four health problems, high blood pressure, diabetes, Alzheimer's. You know, whatever. High blood pressure, kidney failure, whatever. I don't know all of them. But all I'm telling you is these are usually long-term conditions. And when you stack them up, one, two, three, four plus, and then you get COVID and you die, and we say that's a COVID death, you are an outright dishonest liar straight from the pit of hell. Why? Because you're a scientist and you know the truth that that was a lie. You didn't just get confused and think, oh, goodness, We missed the boat on this one. You literally used this dishonest narrative to peddle the fear of porn. I mean the porn of fear. What's the difference? You've literally got people so fearful now they can't leave their homes. So fearful now they can't even walk around without a mask on. Depriving them of needed oxygen. You can't. Okay, this is so dishonest. Two years later now, you tell me that over 75% have four comorbidities or more? How dare you? And you acted like you knew and that your credentials set you apart as some expert and that I didn't know? Ladies and gentlemen, and now after 200 million people in America alone have taken an experimental vaccination and now we're finding out all kinds of issues are the result oh you just might have heart problems oh it just might mess with your fertility oh you just might die or you just might have an adverse reaction don't worry about it no big deal no harm no foul and you acted like and you locked down society you ruined literally 25 to 50 percent of small business 
You literally destroyed the economy over this. You destroyed children's education. You let alcoholism and drug use and suicides and everything else literally skyrocket on the other end of this. And then you tell me two years later, the leader of the CDC, hey, the overwhelming number of deaths, over 75% had four comorbidities or more. They're not dying because of the COVID. You don't even know why they're dying. With the four-plus comorbidities, you don't even know what killed them. Because remember, if you get diabetes, then eventually you die of, say, heart failure. Was it the diabetes that killed you or the heart failure? Well, we can say it was the heart failure because that's what actually kills you maybe. But no doubt the diabetes was a contributing factor. So what percent of these, quote, four-plus comorbidities really was the cause of death? Well, they don't even know. Because when you add that to corona, what did corona do? Well, corona gave you a, a fever. Corona gave it, made it hard for you to breathe. But what if one of your comorbidities was lung issues already? See, they don't even know. And so, believe it or not, this whacked out CDC director, Michelle Walensky, this so-called professional, literally doesn't answer the question when asked. Well, how do we know then with all these comorbidities, how do we know what killed these 800 plus thousand people? And the answer is she doesn't know. So they've been lying to you for two years, making you believe that, oh my gosh, COVID is just killing everybody left and right. And no, that's a big lie for two reasons. One, the average death has four comorbidities along with COVID. Furthermore, a lot of people went into the hospital and died not because of COVID, but who had COVID. So I break my neck and die in a car wreck. But then when I go into the hospital, they tested me before I kicked the bucket, and I had COVID. So then they call it a COVID death. Even though the fact is I broke my neck and died, it wasn't that I died from COVID. It was the fact that I had COVID and died. They're mixing all that together. So by the time you mix the people that really have a problem from COVID, go in the hospital or die from COVID versus those who just happen to have COVID but went in for and or died for another reason, you really question that 800,000 number. They lied about that for two years. Well, now they're lying about, hey, with four comorbidities, hey, the common cold could kill you. The flu could kill you. Any other, uh, even a, an infection in the hospital could kill you. And then you can't only blame it on the infection in the hospital or the cold how many people does a common cold kill with incredible comorbidities? How often does it turn into pneumonia and then you die because of pneumonia? But it's really because of the comorbidities behind it, right? I've got more hang tight. I'm livid ticked off now. I really don't want to talk about this, but I will. I'm just so mad. I didn't get asked to the junior prom and it's raining, which means by the time I get to school, I'm soaking wet. Dad picked me up just after I left and I was so mad I got out and he said, wait, your mom said to give you this. I forgot my lunch money and then I dropped it in the water and I was late for history and so at lunchtime I had to find something on John Stewart Mill, which of course our library didn't have. So I had to walk all the way down to the office to call my mom and she found something on the internet and called me back. And Karen, she wouldn't even help me and that's a whole nother story. But Dad helped me conjugate nouns or whatever on the way to the swim team workout and then he read my history paper while I was in the pool and of course I forgot the bibliography so I had to do that with my mother when I got home and it made me totally forget that I put my jeans in the washer that morning and I hate it when they sit wet like that all day and smell like mildew but my mom said she put them in the dryer while I was at the swim team and you know I'm just not gonna go to the prom no matter who asks me I just want to stay home with my mom and dad family and just hang out isn't it about time unless 
Dustin asked me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I have a question. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life, born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So you got this dishonest CDC director, Michelle Walensky, literally now two years later admitting that, hey, over 75% of the deaths that they're listing in their 800 plus thousand is really because people had four plus on average comorbidities. We also find out that, hey, they didn't even track how many people uh, came into the hospital or died for other reasons, but ended up having COVID too. They just called it all COVID so they can ratchet up the fear, peddling porn of experimental vaccinations. Now that over 200 plus thousand, I'm sorry, 200 plus million, let me say it again, 200 plus million people are vaccinated with an experimental jab. Now we find out this. Here's what the headline says from Dr. Anthony Whacked Out Fauci. COVID vaccines do not need to be changed for Omicron, and then he puts this little phrase in here, at this time. Says Fauci, December the 15th, 2021. Where did he say it? CBS News. So now you got the expert news people, right? Yeah. And then you've got the... uh, You've got the dishonesty going on everywhere. Okay? So Fauci, very careful with his words so that he can always scientifically manipulate things. COVID vaccines do not need to be changed for Omicron at this time, says Fauci, literally December the 15th. Okay? It's not even a month later now. We're not even 30 days later yet. And here's the government headline now. Why do I say government? Because the government is driving the headlines in the media, don't you know? Pfizer is now developing an Omicron-targeted vaccine in addition to a shot that includes both the previous vaccine and the Omicron twist, and they say, or a hybrid is what they call it. So wait a minute. Fauci says we don't need another vaccine at this time. Literally less than 30 days later, Right. Uh, We now got a company ready to make a Omicron version of the vaccine. But if you listen to Fauci, the, the quote, top scientist, how dare you double cross him and disagree? Pfizer making a vaccine. Now, look, we don't even have the approved Pfizer vaccine in use yet. 
we're still using the emergency authorized one. A year later, and now they're working on another vaccine? What will that do? Put it in emergency authorization again? It certainly won't have time to be tested, rigorously approved. So you're going to be in this emergency authorization vaccine scenario forever if you're not very careful. But listen, here's the CBS report on this thing. Literally less than a month ago, listen to how double down they were. And this is all in a big lie to not only vaccinate you with two injections of an experimental vaccine. Now they want you to get the third. So much so that they say you don't need a new vaccine at all. You don't need one. This one covers it. Less than 30 days later, you got a company now developing a new vaccine, even though we don't need one. Where's Fauci to shut down Pfizer and say we don't need it, Pfizer? Or is Fauci wrong again? And the vaccines that don't work are not working so much to where we do need a different vaccine. What's the truth, you scientists who think you know? And I'll tell you the truth. You don't know. And you don't care. Your goal is to vaccinate everyone over and over and over and over again with your experiment. It has nothing to do with the truth, nothing to do with science, nothing to do with facts. Here's what you say in the CBS News literally less than a month ago. Tonight, we're following a concerning surge in coronavirus cases across the country, leading colleges and businesses to to close or reinstate COVID measures. Several large schools are canceling all in-person classes and returning to remote instruction. Others are shutting down campus and canceling all student activities, including athletics. So literally two years into this thing, you're shutting everything down again. But don't worry, your vaccines work. And the guys that are responsible, the non-vaccinated, never mind that the vaccinated now, they've admitted can spread the virus and can get the virus, right? But they're shutting everything down. Their two years have made no progress at all. They admit it's worse than ever. Hospitalizations are up. Everybody's getting sick. The spread is so fast, it's way worse than it's ever been. But get your vaccine, they lie. The Delta variant remains the dominant strain, representing about 96% of cases in the U.S., but experts warn... Oh, they got caught lying a week before that. They said that it was all moved to Omicron. Then they had to recant and say, I guess we were wrong. Ah, yeah, Uh, most of it's Delta. That was what they said less than a month ago. The Omicron spread is likely outpacing the nation's ability to track it. Today, we heard from the CDC director who warned... Wait a minute, did they just say that they can't even track it now? It spreads so fast they can't even track it? But yet they tell you how many infections that we have daily? That Hold on a minute. How stupid am I? The spread is likely outpacing the nation's ability to track it. The spread is outpacing the nation's ability to track it. But yet they still have these numbers as if they know, right? Liars. Today we heard from the CDC director who warned that early data suggests Omicron cases are more contagious than Delta. The latest wave threatens to upend holiday plans for the second year in a row, but just over a week before Christmas. Weren't we told vaccines would fix all that? CBS's Nikki Batiste joins us now. Good evening, Nikki. Nora, good evening. As businesses and colleges urgently implement plans to combat Omicron, Dr. Anthony Fauci says right now there is no need to develop a vaccine specific to Omicron because studies show a booster provides considerable protection. So if a booster provides considerable protection, why is Pfizer now less than 28 days later announcing they're creating a new vaccine that can handle the Omicron? Was Fauci wrong? Why should we listen to him? He's not even right 28 days later. But listen up. 
Today, the White House made it clear to fight Omicron, Americans need a booster shot. You got to have a booster to fight Omicron. But now they're developing a new vaccine. Does that mean that Omicron booster didn't work? Or it works great. If it works great, we don't need a new one. If it doesn't work great, we need a new one. Which is it now, Fauci? Which is it now, Pfizer? Our booster vaccine regimens work. Our booster vaccine regimens work. Well, then you don't need a new one, Fauci, do you? Against Omicron. At this point, there is no need for a variant-specific booster. Just 30% of fully vaccinated adults have a booster. It is a necessity. To emphasize the need for that extra shot, New Jersey declared today Booster Day, one year after the first vaccines were administered. Omicron is surging there and in New York. Wait a minute, Omicron's surging there and in New York? Remember, New York's got 80-plus percent vaccinated people. How is it surging there? Oh, it's because of the unvaccinated. You liars. All the unvaccinated should be dead. Remember, if they don't get vaccinated, you're going to die. It's essential. It's vital. Making up 13% of cases compared to 3% nationwide. The variant is now reported in 36 states, Washington, D.C., and Puerto Rico. This is a roll of the dice. You don't know for sure that you're going to just slide right through it without any problem. We also know that prior infection with COVID is not holding up at all to Omicron. As Omicron spreads nationwide, California is reinstating an indoor mask mandate regardless. There you go. Think about that whole thing. Fauci going, you got to have your booster. It's essential. They're peddling the fear. But yet less than less than 30 days later, the headline says Pfizer's developing an Omicron targeted vaccine. In addition to a shot that already handles the current whatever COVID strains, they're calling it now a hybrid. But Fauci says we don't need a, vi- a, a, a hybrid. Do the- so now what they've done is they've managed to give you shot one, shot two, booster, and now you're going to be required to be considered fully vaccinated because they're going to continue to change the definition. You're going to have to have this other version. Right? You're going to be forced, ladies and gentlemen, to literally deal with this scenario. This is how dishonest, absolutely dishonest they are. It is insane what's going on, ladies and gentlemen. They're not telling the truth at all. And they've been caught now. Fauci less than 28 or less than 30 days ago basically said, hey, you don't need a new Omicron vaccine. Just do the booster. We're good. It's highly effective. Donald Trump getting on the TV, highly, or not Donald Trump, wow. Well, Donald Trump did it too, I guess. Donald Trump and Biden working together saying the vaccines are highly effective. Get your jab today. They don't need to be changed for Omicron, but then the scientific at this time. So that way when science changes, you can say, well, things have changed. But Pfizer now developing an Omicron targeted vaccine. After you've been tricked into getting vaccine one, vaccine two, vaccine booster, now you're going to have to have the, quote, vaccine hybrid from a company that simply cannot get into the marketplace any of the approved vaccines. They're going to be under emergency authorization literally forever on this thing. Now, the headline says private insurers must cover eight at-home COVID tests each month, the U.S. says. So now you got the U.S. forcing private insurance to cover these expenses. They say it'll save families hundreds of dollars a month. But again, 
It's totally bogus. It's going to increase insurance costs big time over time. Nobody's going to eat that couple of hundred dollars a month thing. Eight tests at 15 bucks a test at the best price you'll ever get probably. What's that, $120? If the tests cost more because they're in short supply, it'll be even more. And insurance companies forced by government to reimburse? What a shame that is. And you know the tests don't even work, right? Oh, Sam, they work for sure. Liars. Don't lie to me now. You're admitting that test after test after test don't work. In fact, they don't work so much so that now that you've cut the, quote, isolation days in half, and now you have to say, well, we can't even really um, test because the virus could be in your bloodstream up to 12 weeks longer than you're even sick or in ability to transfer the infection to somebody else. Um, our tests aren't accurate. We can't have you test when you go back to work because it'll show you're sick. You'll have to lock down for 12 weeks to get a clear test. But didn't they depend on these clear tests for literally two years before this? And now they're admitting the tests virtually don't work. It's getting worse, ladies and gentlemen. Now they say, could catching a cold actually be a good thing? You say, what, Sam? What are you talking about? Yeah, they literally say, could catching a cold be a good thing? Why? Because they're saying if you have a cold, now new research is starting to show that you're less likely to have the Omicron. Or you're less likely to have a severe Omicron response or reaction. So you got to ask yourself this simple question. We told you that a cold and the COVID were similar in the first place. And they said, oh, no, uh, they're way different. You can't even make that assumption that it compares to the flu or to the cold or to any of these things. Now they're literally doing studies and finding out, yes, they relate a whole lot more than they admitted. What a shame on these dishonest thugs. They're straight from the pit of hell. They act like they know, but they only do that to herd the people into forced experimental vaccines. They only do this to force control over you. It has nothing to do with trying to get people better and well. Two years later, people aren't better and well at all. They just get caught lying at every single solitary turn, don't they? Hour one in the can. Two coming up with Brady on TV. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hopefully it's educational and hopefully helps you tell the truth, tell the truth, tell the truth, and expose lie after lie from these dishonest thugs. Thanks so much for being with me. God save the Republic of the United States of America. With the ultimate safe haven, assets of gold and silver. Your metals are held in the form of physical coins and bars in a private depository under your name and on your behalf. Simply visit brighteonmetals.com today. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your financial security. Shouldn't you at least look into it? Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals, in business since 1976. Visit brighteonmetals.com today. Something special about the importance of satellite phones as a backup. And, and I want to bring this in because satellite phones are becoming the backup plan. I can call anybody on the cell phone. They can call me. I can call anybody on landline. They can call me. And you get it for 99 bucks a month and 150 minutes. Your minutes roll over. I can speak for myself. And I know a whole lot of people say, amen, when you have loved ones or you can't, you can't connect or get information. So I'm amazed at how much leeway it has. In fact, 
I've got one of those bandwidth devices that uh, Tina sent me for emergency bandwidth backup. So in case I need to publish, I can take that on the road with my laptop and I can have bandwidth working via satellite from anywhere on the road at any time. Uh, information or breaths of freedom. Again, you can go on Mike's website. The satellite phone is a necessity. But this thing actually exists. You can use it today. Thanks for your support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com. The Kelly. Tuesday morning and men, uh, do we have a lot to cover? It 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 never seems that we run out of things to talk about, and we never but, will, uh, sir. You want to know why? Well, I know. As long as we have these tyrants, and and as you were alluding to at the end of your <laughs> uh, radio show, uh, th- these people are such liars, uh, and the people that are behind the uh, fear pandemic. And, and peddling all this fear. And, and what really concerns me about it is that it's so successful with the sheeple uh, of America. And yeah, You know, Sheriff, even the, the patriots who mean, really mean well for this country. Yeah. I mean, their hearts and minds and hearts, you know, their souls are into it. They're even deceived on the point. And the reason that we take this on so direct, so blatant, so clear and standing direct opposition, and we'll get into what we're talking about in just a second, because we believe that this is literally undermining all that we're doing at the CSPOA. That's the reason that we're so doubling down on this, Sheriff. Yeah, it, it does. And and I've had to fight it uh, ever since I was sheriff. Uh, the, uh, the, the patriots that uh, uh, simply want to dump everything on the sheriff and, and that the sheriff should just go arrest the governor or the sheriff should go arrest the president uh, or they should all just go arrest the mayor. And look, if, if there's criminals, which we know darn well, uh, you alluded this, uh, alluded to this in your show, in your radio show this morning. Uh, if there are criminals, it doesn't matter if they're in government or if they're part of a street gang or part of the mafia. It does not matter who commits the crime or from where or from whence the crime comes. The sheriff or the chief of police or both have a responsibility and a duty to investigate just like they would any other criminal activity. However, therein lies the problem is that people are just demanding arrests, 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 and uh, you can't have the arrest without first having the investigation. Uh, and so we really need to focus on the due process that is required uh, to do all of that. And uh, w- 
speaking of that right now. But even, even sorry to interrupt, Sheriff, but yeah, even rewind ahead. a little bit further than be, if you want to have an arrest, you got to have an investigation. Before the investigation, though, you got to literally have probable cause of some kind. You Correct. can't just launch random investigations everywhere. They're expensive. Right. They're time consuming. So uh, people need to understand the process here. Yeah. And due process, obviously, is part of the uh, probable cause is part of the due process. And, you know, read the Sixth Amendment of the Constitution, uh, maybe a little bit also the Fourth. Uh, but due process is part of uh, probable cause and, and a legitimate lawful reason to be conducting these investigations. Believe me, nobody wants those investigations more than I do. And action needs to be taken. And we already have some sheriffs in, in the country that have been doing this. Uh, so it's it's okay to go to your sheriff and ask him to do things. It's also not okay to ask him to do some other things. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, first of all, I want to get something out of the way. There's hundreds of people in the country who are really focused on sending these affidavits to politicians and city council members, uh, county commissioners, sheriffs, whoever, st state reps, uh, even even uh, U.S. congressmen, um, and they have these affidavits, and it says in the affidavit, if you don't respond to us within 10 days, then you're guilty of a crime. Now, if we read the Bill of Rights, uh, and especially the Fifth Amendment, uh, what's wrong with telling any potential criminal uh, that if you don't talk to me and respond, if you don't make an admission, uh, if you don't talk to me, then you've made an admission that you're guilty. Well, this what, violates what? my right to remain silent, number one. It violates my due process, number two. It pretends I'm guilty uh, unless I prove otherwise. In other words, ass assumption of guilt rather than assumption of innocence. There's all kinds of problems written all over that, Sheriff. Of course, of course. And obviously, the the one... The one thing that I think everybody in the country knows this principle, I shouldn't call it a thing. We all know this principle that in the Fifth Amendment, I plead the Fifth, I don't have to talk. I don't have to give evidence against myself. I don't have to testify against myself. Yet all of these affidavits require that they do just that. Ridiculous and absurd. And I really wish, I beg, Everybody that's part of these uh, assemblies or, or groups or organizations, or you're just doing it on your own, that you first set the example and follow the law yourself. And that we in the patriot community should be together on all of this. And we should know and understand that even for a crooked politician, they are allowed their due process and their guaranteed. Uh, liberty as detailed in the Bill of Rights. The Bill of Rights is the supreme law of the land. The supreme of the Constitution is the Bill of Rights. Now, let's be clear, Sheriff. In addition yeah. to this, we need to understand that even though we feel like these government people are criminals, and even though I don't like the way it is, remember, we teach to right. the ideal and we live in the real. I don't like the fact that government's and government officers and elected and appointed officials have greater immunity 
I think we ought to change the law to fix that to a great degree. But right now it's true. Government officials have a great degree of immunity, and that's why it's so hard to just run around and arrest these people. That's why it's so hard. We have peaceful processes to change the game. Elections is one of them. Um, all kinds of ways Recall. to censor, to censure, to do all kinds of things to them. But we just don't have this ability to do whatever we want to. They do have a great degree of immunity that cannot be ignored in the real at this time. Yeah, and, and I'm against some of that immunity. Of course. If you commit a crime, uh, then you, you do the time. You know, you answer to the law just like everyone else. Uh, but we already know that there's elitism in politics and, and government. Uh, and, of course, Nancy Pelosi has expressed that, that it's okay uh, for members of Congress uh, to do insider trading in the stock markets. Uh, that's illegal. Uh, Martha Stewart went to prison for six months for the exact same thing that Congress, members of Congress, do as a matter of routine uh, to line their own pockets. And, and it's blatant, open, criminal activity by these members of Congress, and it is supported by the third most powerful person in Washington, D.C., uh, the Speaker of the House, Ms. Pelosi. So it, it's, it's so absurd how open they are with their criminal activity. You and I have discussed that many times. It's blatant, right in your face, bold in your face. Folks, we know we have a lot of problems, and these are desperate times, but we cannot make more mistakes and add to the problem. We need to be part of the solution. And th this, is the other th this is the other thing that I wanted to discuss about that. You cannot go and ask your sheriff to do things that are completely contrary to his job. First of all, let's look at what the, the sheriff is supposed to do. He is part of the executive branch. He is the executor of the law. And yes, a lot of you don't like this, but yes, he is part of law enforcement. Yes, he is a peace officer. He is required to keep the peace. If he doesn't do it how you like, then you can. There are remedies. Vote him out. Do a recall. Uh, vote, a, vote a censure uh, against him or her. Uh, Depending about, on states, you might impeach. Yes, yes. Uh, and there's, place, there's ways to, to maybe do that. Uh, some places don't have impeachment or uh, recall. Some states don't have that for, for public officials. So, yeah, you but pretty you much can't have even to... get you can't even get your D.A. or your county commissions to defund him. There's a lot of ways to change the game. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, there's there's other things. Uh, and, and you should take advantage of all of those. Uh, but first and foremost, you should have a relationship with your sheriff. OK, where do we go with that? Well, first, you look at the law and you look at what he is supposed to be doing. You need to know what your sheriff is in charge of. First and foremost, he is in charge of keeping his oath of office. He is required by law to swear an oath of allegiance to the Constitution. Founding Fathers put that in Article 6, requiring every public official, from the dog catcher all the way down to the president, to swear an oath of allegiance to the Constitution. Why? Because it perpetuates liberty. And this is where we have fallen down as a society that we don't get. And that is that we have no, put no um, punishment 
or criminal attachment to someone who fails to keep their oath. The only thing that I've ever come up with there is that anyone who swears that oath and intentionally violates it should be charged with perjury and should be investigated for perjury. Now, that's that's the minimum you could get. I think there's an argument for treason. Somebody who willfully and intentionally violates their oath of office and the Constitution and the rights of the people. But I think that's one mistake that maybe the founding fathers committed. I'm not sure where that should come in. But it's already against the law to commit perjury. And and I believe that we should focus on that. Now, Sheriff, that's a high and I agree that should be the case, and we need to peacefully change things to up the ante there without a doubt. Right. However, remember, too, that keeping one's oaths of office is a, a whole lot of reality about what that oath is and right. a little bit of personal interpretation. But I can't just say that I believe you're violating your oath. Therefore, because I say so or I think so or I am convinced so that that becomes the order of the day. The sheriff has a little bit of autonomy. Every public official has a little bit of autonomy about what that oath means and how they should carry it out. And we may not always agree about that. So there's facts involved, and there's also a whole lot of latitude for opinion, interpretation, uh, and, and circumstances. But there's some there. So individually, the point that I want to drive home right now is that you can't just determine that you know what the oath is and your way of keeping it or, or upholding it is the exact right way, and every other way is wrong. And I think as patriots, we do that a lot, too. We think we know everything. We think, hey, this is the way it is. This is the facts. And sheriff or public, you're wrong. It isn't always that clear and simple, sheriff. No, it isn't. Uh, you know, and there's there's probably some gray areas, as you're alluding to, especially when you look at, okay, how's a sheriff going to investigate and, and handle all of these? He's got a lot to juggle. Uh, he has a lot on his plate. But you can go and and file a complaint with the sheriff and see how he handles it. However, we must uh, understand the sheriff's role. And that's why I wrote the book, The Proper Role of Law Enforcement. That's one of my law enforcement books. It's very short. It's uh, a la uh, uh, Payne, Thomas Payne. Uh, you know, it's only 30 pages. And then the county sheriff, America's Last Hope. You should read both of those books, and they're available at CSPOA.org. Every one of you should become a member of the CSPOA. Go to CSPOA.org and become a member of our posse. Make a donation. Help us keep going and doing what we've been doing uh, for the last 10 to 20 years. The CSPOA has been there uh, 11 years now, and we, we get funded through citizens' involvement across the country. Now, let's go back to some of the things that sheriffs have complained to me about. One of them is that uh, people come and ask them uh, to form their own grand juries. Oh, my goodness. Folks, there is a check and balance system that exists in every county. The sheriff, what is he in charge of? He is in charge, I just got through saying, and the executor of the law. He enforces the law. How does he do that? Another Every way to say this is, is he different. carries out the law, Sheriff. I know, I know. Well, exactly. You know, and so 
is he required by law to enforce the law in a certain manner? No. And that's exactly what you just alluded to, Sam. How the sheriff uh, does traffic control. Uh, does he have to write a ticket if somebody runs a stop sign? No, he doesn't. In fact, I'm glad they don't. Uh, I'm very anti-traffic ticket, okay? Uh, they're, they're all about revenue, but that's we can maybe get into that a little bit later in the show. However, there is nothing to say how the sheriff enforces the law, okay? Does, does he have to investigate? No, it's up to him to decide whether to investigate somebody on a certain uh, criminal complaint that you might make. He might tell you, that's not going anywhere. I'm not going to investigate it. He might do the investigation, turn it over to the county attorney, and the county attorney says, no, insufficient evidence. I'm not going to prosecute. It's done. The sheriff cannot go around the county attorney and prosecute on his own. Now, let me stop you there, Sheriff. I don't want to interrupt, but I want to be very clear. This is no, where a lot of our critics abuse us and say that we think that the sheriff is God in his county. That's yeah. an absolute lie. We believe in the checks and balances. As yeah. we just said, if the sheriff investigates something, gets done, submits his evidence to the DA, the DA shuts it down. The sheriff can't just go arrest the DA. The DA has committed no crime. You can say, well, yeah. wait a minute. The DA shut down a crime. I know. I get it. But the yeah. checks and balances are that we, the people, if we don't like what the sheriff did or what the DA did or right. et cetera, we can take it to our county commissions or the equivalent thereof. We can re-elect somebody else in their place. We can take right. it to a higher level, say the governor or the state attorney general. Or There's a lot of remedies we have, but just suggesting that, hey, the sheriff's bad now and the DA's bad, that doesn't get it, folks. I know you're frustrated, but it's a dream to think that we can just – demand our will and it be the truth it violates the law and it violates their autonomy in their oaths of office sheriff well yeah and and so sam first of all i think speaking for both you and me um most of the people that are involved in in some of these organizations as i mentioned earlier assemblies uh, just about every state has some people good honest patriotic people that have formed assemblies okay I have been at their meetings. I have had webinars with them. These are good people. But I'm telling you, um, sometimes they make our job at the CSPOA more difficult. Uh, and so let me tell you what sheriffs are not going to do. They are not going to form their own grand juries. And neither are you, uh, at least lawfully. And Forming your own grand jury without any other government oversight or involvement is wrong, okay? And there are people who have uh, continued to form these uh, and, and, and then get together and issue indictments or writs. And then I've always asked, who's going to serve your writs? Who's going to serve your indictments? Who's going to get the grand jury uh, to actually hear about uh, the indictment. Well, you say you have already done that, okay? Then who's going to prosecute? You do not have a prosecutor. Now your entire process has just stopped. If and what they'll say is, 
what they'll say, Sheriff, is the sheriff has to. The DA has to. We have an indictment here. And my response is it's not a legitimate indictment, and they do no. not have to. No, they don't, and, and they haven't. And, and so one, and of the, they won't. The problems, one of the problems with all of that is uh, it just doesn't have any follow-up to it. It doesn't have any uh, constitutional backing. It, it's simply not there. Uh, and the check and balance, okay, the sheriff is in charge. We all want him to investigate these crimes. Yes, we do. Could he be the one to actually call together a jury and, and form a grand jury to, to examine the very criminal complaint that the sheriff has been looking at? The sheriff does an investigation, and then he gets to call his own grand jury to, uh, to, to, to judge it, to see if there's enough evidence. A grand jury is to determine if there's enough evidence to go to trial. And so the sheriff now is in charge of all of that? No, he's not. The check and balance system is he does the investigation and then he refers it to the county attorney for prosecution. And that's part of the check and balance system. And I don't get to control grand juries. And I now don't get to can. control any jury. He can yeah. and he should say, I think this warrants a grand jury. And he can lend his sure. weight towards that uh, effort. But sure. he cannot demand it or empower it just because he wants to. Yes. And, and there may have been a time, and I've, I've done some research on this before, there may have been a time in America where there wasn't a county attorney uh, and a, a local judge or, or a district judge or a territorial judge would appoint an attorney to be the prosecutor and then also appoint the defendant uh, an attorney if, if he was indigent. Uh, so maybe, but a, a sheriff calling out a grand jury has not happened in this country for well over 100 years. Uh, and so nor, now, nor should it, Sheriff, because no, it puts too much concentration in one person. That's what's interesting to me about the Patriots is they always want the separation of powers and they want to use checks and balances, yeah. except for when they're mad and they want to do something. Then they want a godlike figure, whether it be the president, the sheriff, whoever it is, to just take dictatorial powers to solve it. That isn't right. the way it works, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, and, and I don't support dictators no matter what side of the aisle it's on. Not even uh, if it's a sheriff? <laughs> especially that, because I, I was a sheriff for eight years, uh, and, I, and I know the job uh, like the back of my hand. And it, for people to come in and say, well, you should, you should protect me from having to have a driver's license. Folks, that is a key issue uh, I want to talk about when we get back from the break. I can travel. I don't need to drive. I have the constitutional right to move about, and I can travel, Sheriff. Right. That's how there the argument go. goes, right? Yes, exactly. And and I will I, I will tell you that philosophically and technically, you might just be correct. Wow. Then why am I so against that? Ah. So Sam, I want uh, I know we only have a few seconds left in, in the first half of the show, and thanks uh, for helping with this. But I want everyone to know there is a solution there, and your sheriff is vital. Vitally important uh, in this solution, and so are you. And we need to be together. We need to be together on this solution. So stand by for more. But so is the district attorney. So is the county commission. Remember, there's three branches of government. There's checks and balances. 
vertical and horizontal. We'll talk about it in seconds as the Sheriff Mac show continues with Liberty Roundtable Live. I will pass on with you. Right in front, righty dog. Dot Island coins and precious metals. Mike Adams of naturalnews.com says 2020 has shown us that we must prepare for the unexpected. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your fiscal security during the coming financial pandemic. Shipments of real gold and silver are delivered safely, discreetly, and securely right to your door. You can also hold precious metals in your IRA. This allows you to protect your retirement savings with the ultimate safe haven, assets of gold and silver. Your metals are held in the form of physical coins and bars in a private depository under your name and on your behalf. Simply visit brighteonmetals.com today. Gold and silver will be indispensable to your financial security. Shouldn't you at least look into it? Treasure Island Coins and Precious Metals, in business since 1976. Visit brighteonmetals.com today. This is an amazing company that has sponsored both of us. And this is a way to have backup communications when the grid goes down. Well, the situation became problematic, Mike, with the New Orleans, uh, the latest uh, hurricane, because people panic. And this is one thing that I've learned from being associated with the satellite phone store for over a decade. People will call and order 600 phones at a time. What? It's like this, Mike. Anytime there is a crisis, people want these. And ladies and gentlemen, they've created a, such a good deal for uh, Mike's uh, viewers, my viewers, our combined viewers, that this is the only way you're going to be able to communicate. And that's the other beauty about these phones is they can't track you because it's not talking to a cell tower. It's talking to satellites, you know, orbiting uh, over the equator. So SAT123.com, folks. your support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com. The Kelly Key easily converts your AR rifle to bolt action, allowing you to keep the rifle you love in assault weapon jurisdictions. The Kelly Key is a true fast drop-in solution. No permanent changes to your rifle. Import, transport, own, and have fun with your AR. Why the Kelly Key? Because a bolt action is not an assault weapon. Stay future ready from gun bans with the Kelly Key. The Kelly Key also lets you quickly and easily build your ideal hunting rifle, lets you build a quiet and suppressed rifle, and benefits your long-range precision shooting. Available now at KellyKey.com with free shipping. Richard Mack on the 
Sheriff Mac show. I am Sam Bushman, the operations director of CSPOA.org, the good sheriff, the president of the organization. We co-host the Sheriff Mac show on Brighty on TV, the simulcast on Liberty Roundtable Live, nationally syndicated radio show as well. Um, I want to mention that there's a lot of names for what we're talking about here, ladies and gentlemen. You know, there's a lot of names for the deep government. Deep state is the latest term people use. But, you know, the shadow government, deep state, tyrannical, global governance, whatever. There's a gazillion terms for a lot of that, right? Well, there's also a thousand names for the different things we're talking about here, which we believe undermine the legitimate proper role of limited government replete with checks and balances, okay? And whether it's the driver's license issue, which the sheriff will address in a second, whether it's QAnon, which I don't believe in at all, ladies and gentlemen, if there was really a government inside person that released as much information, if it was all factual and truthful as we think, they would be outed and stopped in a second by the CIA, by the FBI, by the Justice Department, the uh, group, the Pentagon, uh, the Department of Defense, I mean, the list of agencies that would literally vet and prove and reject such a character is unprecedented. So understand the QAnon isn't true. Now, QAnon's been silent. Now, the latest term for it's devolution. Trump's going to get this military and do all these things. We'll get into that later. None of that's true either. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be deceived. Anytime somebody wants to increase power for a certain individual and or group at the expense of the appropriate constitutional checks and balances, you know it's folly. You know it's crazy. Anytime you think that you, the people, can just get together and create some group and do whatever you want to and mandate your will as a dictator, it's foolish. How do you know my grand jury is not bigger than your grand jury or more powerful or more armed to the teeth or whatever the case? This idea is false. The checks and balances, the proper role of legitimate government, uh, the founders were brilliant and understood these principles very well. And you know what? Even though our system is designed to go slow, justice grinds slowly, they say. And it's designed oftentimes to protect those who don't deserve protection. I get it. But the pendulum swinging the other direction creates anarchy and literally undermines what we at the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association are trying to accomplish. We want to help you truly hold those whom you elect accountable. And then whoever they appoint, we want to create accountability there as well. But it doesn't happen by rogue efforts. It doesn't happen by stupid ideas that undermine everything we're trying to accomplish. So remember, it doesn't matter what name it goes under. Understand principles here. So let's go back to the driver's license idea. I don't need a driver's license, Sheriff. I'm free to travel as an American. I'm free. I'm sovereign. Oh, by the way, that's another name, sovereign. I'm a sovereign citizen. I can do whatever I want, Sheriff. Yeah. Uh, the issue of Personal sovereignty and state sovereignty, uh, state sovereignty exists to protect the sovereignty of the individual. And I believe in, in, in sovereignty. Uh, but I also believe in law and order. And I also believe uh, that the states have a lot of leeway in uh, establishing regulations. Regulatory authority for the federal government is extremely limited and almost non-existent. They have none, except for in, interstate commerce. That's the only regulatory authority allowed the federal government. Everything after that belongs to, is retained by the states. Now, I've had lots of people while I was sheriff, even before that, while I was a cop, uh, and lots sounds like it happened every day, it didn't, that told me, a cop or a sheriff that they were not required to have a driver's license 
you and I both know uh, and have a friend by the name of Michael Badnerick. He did not believe in having a driver's license. Okay, he said, I don't need to ask permission from government for a permit to go from point A to point B. I said, okay, then uh, I can guarantee you. And he was driving me uh, at the time to go to a meeting. He picked me up at the airport. It was in Texas somewhere. And we're going to a meeting and he's driving. And I said, you don't have a driver's license. He goes, no. And uh, I said, well, you know, sooner or later, you're going to go to jail. And he goes, yeah, I already have twice. <laughs> so, so I believe my bet is, in fact, you and I are going to need to ask him, and I will, if he now has a driver's license. Uh, because I know he got a brand new car and he was really bragging about his new beautiful car. And that's great. Okay, it's still his choice whether or not to have one or not. I agree, but there are certain law enforcement personnel out there that if they find out you don't have a driver's license, they will either cite you for failure to have a driver's license or they will take you in right then. They will actually arrest you and take you before a judge, say this guy, this is his third time, and so I'm bringing you before the magistrate, okay? And sometimes they do that. Uh, and he has spent a, a, a night or two or a weekend in, in jail on this uh, particular issue. Uh, just so you know, folks, uh, it might happen that you get arrested on this issue. Might be that you go for a long time without it, without getting in trouble. However, am I saying you should get in trouble? No. I'm saying that sometimes you will. Okay? That's a big difference. Now, how do we as a society determine if someone should be allowed to drive. Well, that's just up to the families. So you're saying that if the family says a 10 or 12 year old child can drive, then it's up to them. No, we have a say so in that. We have a legitimate lawful say in that. So what we have done is we have said 16 years of age is the time when kids can start driving. Some people are against that, but we have pretty much settled on the 16-year-old uh, uh, threshold. Now, if that is okay, then how do we make sure if no one has a driver's license, if, if that's not, then what do we do? Well, I am for this. I'm actually for replacing the driver's license with uh, a letter or, or a certificate of of competency, which again gets government involved or a private company, if you will, just like a company that teaches uh, student driving, uh, teaches kids how to drive, that same company can issue a, a certificate of competency showing that you are, are proved on. to be a competent driver. I'm, I'm a sovereign that. citizen, Sheriff. You don't have the right to create any competency test for me. I'm going to demonstrate the absurd by being absurd for a second. Are you ready? Right, go ahead. I'm an adult male. I'm over 21. I can do whatever I want to, and I'm a totally blind person. And you know what? You can't stop me from moving about. <laughs> Who do you think you are? I'm going to get in my car and drive around. I want uh, you yeah. sovereign citizens that say you can do whatever you want to say that I can't. Are you suggesting because I'm blind that I have less rights than you have? How dare you? Shame on you, you tyrannical thug. Leave me alone. I'm independent. I can, I'm sovereign. I can do what I want. 
I'm a blind yeah, person. And and I'm going to drive see, now. Is that okay? I could see where, where I could see where you could get behind the, the wheel of some of these self-drive vehicles now, and and uh, uh, I guess I guess you could drive now. Yeah, but but self-driving vehicles aside, I you can't stop me. See, do I have right. less rights? Uh, and so no, societally, no, you don't. But you do have less capability. That's right. So societally, <laughs> we've said, listen, ladies and gentlemen, your rights end where mine begin. Mine end where yours begin. Sam, the reason you can't drive is because you are putting my rights, my autonomy, my freedom, my life. Remember, it's about life, liberty, and property. You're jeopardizing my life. You're jeopardizing my liberty. And you're jeopardizing my property if you drive. So let me do that. Let me wrap the uh, driver's license issue up with this. First of all, uh, some of you might be correct that no government has the authority uh, to force you to have a driver's license, okay? Uh, You might be right there, but I believe that as a society, we all have a right to know that whoever gets in that vehicle is of a competent age and that that person is a competent driver. I have a right to know when I go down the road that the other people driving all over the place on the freeway or wherever are competent drivers. How do we as a society address that issue? Yes, as a society, we have a right to know and to do things to make sure that uh, traffic is uh, handled in a proper way where we can trust each other on the road. Okay? Do I have a right to force you to do any of that? No, I don't. But we do have a right to know that you can drive. Okay, I have that. I don't want to force you to do anything, but we can set standards and states do have a lot more broad regulatory authority than does the federal government. I'm all for that. But you uh, and and I can work on that later uh, um, as far as the certificate of competency earned by anyone. And then we can maybe breach that age gap. But I'm telling you, folks, you better not be having your 12 and 13 year olds drive when it comes to that. I uh, think you let, should let blind people drive, and that just proves the point all the way to the extreme. Ladies does. and gentlemen, at some point, we agree that we're going to coexist with one another. We agree that not only do I have rights, but with those yeah. rights, I have responsibilities, ladies and gentlemen. And a responsible yeah. blind person that's an adult would say, hey, I might have a right to drive. I certainly will not be exercising that right anytime soon because I care about your rights as much as I care about mine. Yeah. And and then the that person will go to the sheriff and say, hey, I got a ticket on this. Get me out of it. <laughs> I'm going to say. Not going to happen, folks. No, I'm going to say no way. I say, I'll go. I'll, if you want to call me as an expert witness, I'll go testify. Okay. But I'm not going to get you out of that ticket. And, and, uh, I'm telling you folks right now, my deputies were told not to write very many tickets, especially for not having a seatbelt. But if, if you endangered and, and, and or hurt someone else uh, on a traffic matter, I guarantee you're going to get a ticket. And, and we did issue those. But I'm all for diminishing the frequency of, of uh, ticket writing in this country. It's, a, it's, been a, it's been abused tremendously. There we agree. of the tickets in this country are unconstitutional because they're taking your property without a legitimate reason. 
And without appropriate due process either with the checks and balances. In the remaining minutes, Sheriff, I want to highlight something that I really think is important, this de-evolution or devolution idea. What is devolution? Why is the person behind Q silent are some honest, open, fair questions. Who is John Harold, by the way? He's the um, patriot. They call him the Patel Patriot, Mr. Truth Bomb or whatever else. Deevolution.link is his website. Um, John falsely claims a bunch of things, in my opinion. And I know the patriots are going to eat me alive for this, but I'm going to stand tall for the truth. He falsely claims that Trump has power to deal with acts of war, election fraud, COVID bioweapons, etc. Okay, Cash Patel, Anthony Tata, or whatever these guys are, you know, these are the people that have surrounded Trump. As Trump neared the ending of his first term in the presidency, he literally concentrated some power. And so they say John talks, this, um, you know, de-evolution patriot guy, John, talks about how Trump moved certain people to concentrated powerful positions in preparation for this. John refers to Trump's, quote, executive order after executive order to make the points. But ladies and gentlemen, you forget, again, the checks and balances. De-evolution is the idea, or devolution is the idea that says, let's push power uh, to the states, to the people, let's centralize. And that's a great general concept that Americans' checks and balances, the Constitution supports. But here's what the Constitution does not support, and that is we have to concentrate power. we got to give absolute dictatorial power to Trump and to the military so then they can, in their benevolence, decentralize. That's where the lies come. Whether you say 1871 was the last of the United States, whether you say, hey, we can take this over by our own grand juries, whether you say, hey, you know, going on will get the truth or devolution will get to the truth or you're not going to have a quick fix, ladies and gentlemen. You're not. And anytime you fight the checks and balances or in an effort concentrate power for the benevolence of those who would decentralize power, you're being deceived by socialist and communist ideologies and principles. The truth is the constitution of the federal government or the general government, as it's better called, and the constitutions of your states require appropriate checks and balances vertically and horizontally. And there is no way to resolve problems and create accountability and transparency without the people being engaged. Our founding fathers said you have a constitutional republic if you can keep it. You're not going to get 10 patriots to demand something and create change. You're not going to get patriots to go to the sheriff with these crazy ideas and say, help me, do something for me, fix it now, dictator, sheriff. You've got all the power in the world. It's all a big lie. And all it's doing is undermining the legitimate work of the CSPOA. And that's what I want to really end talking about, Sheriff, our work and how all these crazy ideas are undermining the real work being done every day in this country by true, honest patriots who understand the proper role of government. Amen to that, Sam. Very well put. Uh, Yes, folks, uh, we are against uh, citizen self-appointed grand juries we're all for the grand jury process and we're all for fully for uh, uh, fully informed grand juries as well oh fully fully informed juries is absolutely vital uh and you do not have to follow any the instructions of a judge once you're appointed to a jury and yes you need to be very discreet uh during voir dire uh when they're interviewing potential jurors you need to be very discreet in not exposing 
that you're a right-wing constitutional nut uh, because we want people like you on juries. We want people who know and understand the law and that the jury is the final say in any court case. You are the final say, not the judge. You do not have to follow his instructions. He will say that you do. I don't care what he says. You do not have to follow his instructions. You can vote however you want once you're on a jury. We want you on the jury. But again, you're going to have to be be still and not expose uh, what a right-wing crazy radical you might be. And, I, and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that's what they will say to keep you off a jury. We want you on the jury. Just simply say that uh, answer their questions, but very simply, and that you can judge this particular case according to the law and with with uh, impartiality. Do it. We want you there, uh, folks. But let me, let me be real here. Let me be real clear. The sheriff cannot call out grand juries, nor will he. If you go to sheriffs and say that we are support that, then they will run from you and they will run from us. They will not do that. We do not support and I do not support people forming their own juries and then issuing their own indictments that go nowhere. Okay. And and it it will not be served by your sheriff. No sheriff is willing to do that. And we at the CSPOA are not willing to start trying to train sheriffs to do that. We train sheriffs to enforce, defend, and obey the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. And yes, the Declaration of Independence. It's very fundamental. Our solution is very fundamental. The solution is not if we move forward. The solution is behind us. It is in the principles upon which America was founded. We can do this. We have sheriffs doing it. One thing that we have at the CSPOA is proof positive that our solution is working. We need your help. We want you to join us in this holy cause in making this solution bigger, better, and faster. Please don't get in the way with some of these uh, crazy ideas that the sheriff can do this and this and this. It's very fundamental. He swore an oath. He needs to know and understand what that oath means. Therefore, he needs to know and understand the Constitution. We can do this together. We ask you to join us in this. But let's keep it simple and let's keep it real. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, we don't believe the sheriff is a king or a dictator or a god. He has tremendous authority. And sadly, across the country, sheriffs are living beneath their station. No doubt about it. At the same time, we cannot elevate their station to become greater than the checks and balances constitutionally allow for. These are critical things, ladies and gentlemen, that we want you to understand. We'll talk about this more in subsequent broadcasts. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Become a member of the CSPOA and join the solution today. CSPOA.org. For the good sheriff, Sheriff Richard Mack, I am Sam Bushman. God bless the United States of America. Parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. 
This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, the Bridie on TV clock and the Liberty Roundtable clock don't always match up perfectly. Uh, and as a result, that's why I kind of come back and do the rest of the show. They end at 55 after. They start at 0, zero. We start at 5 after and end at the end of the hour. And so that overlap, i got to deal kind of with both ends of it. We're doing the very best we can. Our goal is to simulcast uh, the Bridie on TV show, the Sheriff Mack show, with uh, the Liberty Roundtable live broadcast. We're doing our best to get as much coverage, as much promotion as we possibly can, ladies and gentlemen. I want to be very clear on this then. What is de-evolution or devolution? It's this idea that we're going to decentralize control. The concept uh, and the word makes some sense. How they're going about it does not make sense, ladies and gentlemen. They want you to believe that somehow Trump has power to deal with acts of war, election fraud, uh, bioweapons like COVID or whatever, etc. Um, and they talk about how Donald Trump moved people to concentrated positions with tremendous authority uh, before he ended his stint in office. And sadly, that's what made a lot of the people go against Trump, defund him on all these social media sites, or de-platform um, de him, defund him on all these social media sites. And that's what really... Um, had everybody in a panic when Trump issued executive order after executive order, et cetera. People started to freak when he started moving people into concentrated positions of power. People started to freak and justly so. The truth is, ladies and gentlemen, the president doesn't have power to declare war. Congress has the power to declare war. Let's be very clear about that. The checks and balances cannot be ignored. Was 1871 the last of the United States? I don't think so. Did we lose a lot of authority, a lot of proper role of government? Did the states lose a lot of autonomy over the civil war that took place in America? Absolutely. Can we create our own courts and our own grand juries? No, we can't, folks. Okay, we need to understand that our system is not a dictator position. Whether you love Trump and you want him to fix the problems or whether you think your sheriff is a king, he's not. Okay. And I don't support this idea that we're going to get de-evolution by giving unique people concentrated power of positions backed by the military. The military is going to save us. Ladies and gentlemen, declaring that much concentrated power should scare the bejeebies out of you. Should scare the heck out of you. I don't care if it's Trump or who it is. We shouldn't give that much power to anybody, even if it's for a so-called benevolent purpose. Same thing with this um, convention of states or an Article 5 convention or whatever you want to say. Okay, I don't support that either. We're giving too much power to too few people that we will not be in control of. Okay, the wheels will fall off, folks. It is not wise. 
It is not prudent. It is not appropriate. And it is not constitutional. You say, well, Sam, an Article 5 convention is constitutional. Uh, maybe. Depends on how they carry it out. And how do we know it? Whether it will stay constitutional or whether it will go rogue. We don't know. Okay? So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you that what we need to do is settle down in America. If you want to win this uh, battle for liberty, it starts with morality in the people. It starts with a moral and a religious people. And it starts with good people obeying and honoring and upholding and sustaining the law. That's the checks and balances put in place by the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, designed to chain the general government down and give them very narrow power by the consent of the governed. And then for the states to have a lot broader, a lot more authority and power, a lot more latitude, if you will. But the state constitutions govern that authority and power as well. And if you think you're going to solve this with 10 patriots showing up to a meeting, you're wrong. The only way for us to solve this is for the majority of the people to become a moral people, the majority of the people to become a religious people. I don't care what religion you choose. The fundamental basics taught by religion in general, by Christian or Judeo-Christian religion, are the keys to peace and prosperity. Okay, And if you think we can save America any other way, I submit to you that you're wrong. The only way is for good, honest, moral people to stand together and demand the checks and balances peacefully through the system our founding fathers gave everything, including their lives, their fortune, their sacred honors, to make possible. There is no other way. Now, if they force us to war, that might create a different landscape that I pray we never cross that Rubicon. I pray we can remain peaceful and that we can stand together until the Savior Jesus Christ returns again. Oh, by the way, George Washington had a vision about that very thing. You got to check that out. We declare this nation shall endure. LibertyRoundtable.com for audio archives. Friday on TV. Friday on TV or dot com, I should say. Friday on dot com for the digital archives of video. God save the Republic of the United States of America.